Hi, welcome back to the Ladies of Golf podcast, where we introduce you to women who are playing, working, and enjoying the game. I'm your host, Abby Liebenthal, founder and president of For the Ladies. We caught up with Meg Atkins, project manager and writer for The Fried Egg. At the end of 2021, Meg published an article called A Different Type of Rollback that piqued the interest of golfers everywhere. She shared lessons learned from a year of pregnant golf. And even though I haven't had children, it was eye-opening, entertaining, and relatable. I really like Meg's writing style. It's honest and straightforward. And in this world of quick wit on social media, it's just refreshing. Meg and I talked about her path to joining the Fried Egg team, the stories that she hopes to tell, and so much more. You can check out her work at thefriedegg.com, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. And we'll just start with your quick nine questions. Great. Okay. What is your favorite social media app? Uh, um, I guess, Inst- I mean, I'm, I'm not good at any of them. Um, but probably Instagram. Um, I really wasn't on Twitter at all until fairly recently. Yeah. I've been on Facebook for years. I've yet to take the plunge on TikTok. <laughs> so that's a whole nother mountain to climb. I don't know if I'll ever take that plunge. So Instagram's the easiest for, for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would say when it comes to TikTok, like I'm not a creator of any content. I just consume it. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see how the hours can get lost in there. So yes. yeah. Yes. Resisting. I'm resisting over here a little bit. <laughs> What's the last song you added to a playlist? Oh, um, I did. Um, I added the Friday playlist this morning there, all the songs from, from our videos and reels and stuff. It's it's pretty good. I have to say, other than that, it's all going to be like kid stuff. Um, uh, they're really into, my husband is like trying to get them to like music that we like and not the kid stuff. So, um, the boys are really into like, they were requesting, um, crazy train Ozzy Osbourne oh my <laughs> gosh so I added that they loved that um my daughter thinks the cranberries are like the most hilarious thing ever because the name the cranberries yep so that stuff is a lot more doable than oh you know gosh. some of the other kid stuff so we're we're working on uh you know feel it's our parental duty to give them a decent taste in music I don't know if we're doing that with Ozzy and the cranberries, but <laughs> you're setting them up for success. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you prefer playing nine or going to the driving range? Playing nine. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't dislike practicing, but if I've got that, that window, I'm going to try and squeeze yes. in as many holes as I can. Nice. What's your favorite golf apparel brand? Um, gosh. Um, well, I didn't really buy much of anything last year when I was, um, when I was pregnant, when I was expecting, but, um, I love, um, tourist sport when they get, they have some decent sales, black Friday sales. I kind of stock up cause their stuff lasts. I feel mm-hmm. like I can play and walk in the heat and it's not, you know, it's, it's going to wear well, yeah. um, great basics. Um, good stuff that, you know, can go with anything. So that's, I need to, I need to take a look over there here soon. That's a good one. What's one thing you'd really like to see on the LPGA this year? Oh, um, I mean, a mixed event is 
I just don't, I don't get why it's not there. Why there's, um, with the tournament of champions the past couple of weeks, I was like, what, this is so, it's so simple. It's already a a small field. It's the, the schedule is not jam packed yet. Put them both in Hawaii Yep. and, and have Nelly, you know, play alongside John Rahm. It's, it seems like a great, I mean, I say easy. I know I don't know all the ins and outs and it's much more complicated than that, but what a fun way to kick off the season. What a fun way to kind of, you know, it's a short off season, but what the anticipation for that, I feel like would be, would be fantastic. And, and, you know, it, it, it just makes sense. I'd love to see that. Um, I'm also excited for the, uh, major venues this year on the women's side. So, uh, and needles, especially, I think will be so cool to see. Yeah. Record fourth time there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the last book you read? <laughs> um, it's been a while <laughs> uh, every year. It's a, it's a goal. It's a, a resolution and just doesn't quite the, not enough hours in the day, but I did, um, a couple of writing books, um, that nice. Garrett, at Friday recommended as I was like, listen, I, I have not flexed this muscle, the writing muscle use that side of my brain. And in, in a while, when I, when I first yeah. came on, so, um, I think what, uh, on writing well was very good. And then, um, out on the wire, I think was the other one. And it was kind of like about how to create stories and, in in that process. So both good ones, but I love, you know, you know, love some fiction. Just like a beach, like an easy read. <laughs> yeah. You know, nothing. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. <laughs> What's a podcast that you recently listened to? Uh, this, uh, well, um, shotgun start yesterday is always up there. Always when it comes out, listen to that. Um, up first, I try and listen to me too. You know, little news every, every day. Yeah. Um, I'm behind, but an old, I mean, not old, but longtime favorite, um, reply all, um, it's good. It's, uh, I've listened to it for long. The, it used to be called TLDR, you know, like too long. So it's about like, kind of about lots of stuff, but fun, quirky stories on the internet, um, internet related. Um, but yeah, it's reply all now it's on like, um, the Gimlet platform. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's always, always entertaining. And I feel like they, I'm getting to where I, I don't understand the trends and like things on the internet and sure. they play a fun game called, um, yes, yes, no. And like the two hosts, oh, they'll read this tweet and they'll be like, do you understand it? And the two hosts will understand <laughs> the tweet and then they bring in like, you know, the, the guy who is not in with the internet and, and trends and whatnot he's like no and they have to explain it and it just yeah. goes down a rabbit hole of yeah so it's it's funny that's it's entertaining wait i'm gonna to, i need to add that yeah, um, what is that your favorite golf course that you've played prairie dunes nice what's yeah. your biggest not, i mean it's the 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 uh combination of like childhood nostalgia from kind of mm-hmm. growing up around that area and just the, the, uh, the, the level of, of that course, it's just, it's, it's little, little slice of paradise. Totally. What's your biggest pet peeve in golf? 
Oh, um, gosh, I feel like I have a few. <laughs> You're like, well, um, this could be the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, probably slow play. It's, yeah. it's a, I mean, that's an easy answer, but it's just, especially from, you know, playing with experienced players who kind of, they, you know, are, like they play this course a hundred times. Like, you know, what club you are going to hit on this ball. <laughs> like, let's move it along. Um, but yeah, that's, that's an easy one that comes to mind. I know there's, there's more. <laughs> that's a good one though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'd love to just start quickly from the beginning. When did you first learn how to play golf? Like who got you into it? Why'd you start? Yeah. Um, I was, so the house we lived on the cul-de-sac backed up to, um, Wichita Country Club. I grew up in Wichita. So I'm, I'm one of five, I'm the middle of five kids. So in the summers and my mom was like, all right, see you guys. And we were walk ourselves over there and, and do junior golf and, and, and be there kind of all day messing around. And yeah, so very lucky to have that right there. Um, looking back, you know, I probably didn't take advantage of it as much as I, I, you know, seen now that time is limited, it's like, God, I had all the time in the world and it was right there. But, um, yeah, my dad picked it up middle age. Um, mm. my grandfathers, both of them were, were really, you know, kind of old school golf mm. tragic or, or golf, golf sicko as we, yeah. as we call them now, which, which I think back in those days was like paying extra on the cable bill for golf channel. And like my one grandpa had all the all the old infomercial stuff, like, like, uh, the killer bee driver. I remember I thought that thing was so cool. And, and, uh, the moment, like the weighted wedge, the momentous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was super into it. Always, you know, played three, four times a week and the $2, like Nassau's with his buddies were, were life or death. So kind of learned, and, you know, being middle of five, it was a way to kind of get a little extra attention from, from the grandpas, from my dad and, and go out there and, and, and it was just fun. It's just, you know, they, they all made it fun back then. So yeah. it's yeah. still fun, but as a kid, you know, keeping it fun is, is the way to do it. Definitely. And then you played high school golf. Yeah. I played high school golf. Um, I got, you know, fairly good, you know, breaking, breaking 80. Yeah consistently and you know thought about kind of walking on back in that day you know I, to date myself you know that you could walk on at a pretty decent school doing that um sure. and now it's just so much the the talent level is so much deeper um so but you know decided other other fun things in college sounded <laughs> more appealing but I did work at the um the college course at KU that the mm, uh, nice. men's and women's golf team played on. So got to kind of play for free on, which was great on college girls budget and stay with, you know, in touch with the game throughout college. That's and awesome. Yeah. Just kind of always, always kind of been a part of my life. I always, I'm very glad I learned when I was a kid, I always admire those who take it up as an adult. Cause yeah, I don't know if I would have the patience for it. It's, it's, it's a, high, high barrier there to, to, to get to where you're comfortable out there. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm before you joined the fried egg though, what did your career look like? Yeah, I, so, um, I worked for, for a big healthcare IT company here, okay. the consultant for them and went to hospitals kind of all around the country, moving them from paper to electronic records. So <laughs> places in the U S I would never have seen, you know, some real small, like 10 bed hospitals in the, mm. the middle of Montana in the middle of Idaho. Um, but yeah, it was great, great learning experience. And then um, got married, had kids, kind of did part-time deal, which they were great, kind of letting me come part-time. And then I've been, I was home, you know, just doing the stay-at-home mom gig for three, four, five years. Okay. And then just, you know, this past year, I was like, time to kind of get back in there, get into the working world again. And I was like, before I could go back to the world of healthcare IT, yeah. um, I was like, you know, I kind of, the, the, the golf flame was reignited, um, kind of really wasn't into it in my twenties, didn't play much, mm. um, and got back into it, you know, via fried egg, via, you know, um, these, these alternative media, you know, for the ladies, whatever it may be, um, that kind of made it fun. And as somebody who played golf forever, you know, I was learning things that I hadn't really ever considered in the game. I was, I, it was, it was funny. It was entertaining. It was different than what, you know, is packaged up on the weekend on TV, you know, weekend, 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 week out. Um, so just kind of shot off a few emails to some people. And I think the timing must've been perfect. Andy, Andy, at the Friday, Andy Johnson must've been like really in the weeds with some stuff. Cause he's like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. And Never, what is your you know, blind email can, can, can get you places sometimes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and how would you kind of describe your role with them? Yeah. So, um, initially it was like, okay, it's going to be, it's going to be a grab bag. Like we need help mm-hmm. events that we're doing. Um, he's like, I have, I have zero time, you know, to dedicate to the photography side of things, which is, you know, he does a fantastic job shooting and videoing these courses. And he's like, I need to spend more time there. Um, so it's been a grab bag writing, obviously, obviously too. Um, but really just jumping in where needed, um, editing podcasts. That was something Andy and I didn't even talk about, but that's kind of regular, regular part of the job now. Um, it was great because I was like, listen, I still have, you know, young kids at at home. They're not in school full time. So really I can do like a part-time thing, but would love to grow it into something else. And I think that was probably, you know, nice from his side of things. This wasn't a full commitment to sure. bringing on another full-time person. Cause they are, I mean, I, I, I was fourth and there's six of us now. So, you know, it's a small, small team. So decision like that is, you know, kind of big and, yeah. um, but yeah, it's kind of grown and just, just jump in there everywhere and, and then carve out time here and there to occasionally jot some ideas down. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I you have written some pieces for the website, and it's been been fun to read those. You know, just, yeah, between LPGA coverage and you did some stuff about Anwa. But today, I would love to talk about a different type of rollback, which was your piece. Um, okay. And 
what inspired you to put like the proverbial pen to paper to write about that year of your life and golf? Yeah. Um, I had, you know, I was like, okay, the timing of this pregnancy works out to where I'll be able to play for most of the season here in the Midwest. You know, yeah. I missed out on fall golf, but most of the rest of the season I would be playing. And with other, with my other kids, it was either the timing was different with the seasons, or I just wasn't playing a lot of golf at the time. So I had kind of thought initially like, okay, I should keep track of, you know, some things that go on this year and, and, and maybe even write like, you know, throughout the year about it, which, you know, bold, bold plans didn't, (laughs) didn't do that. But then, you know, come new year's after the holidays, things slowed down. I was like, God, it's been over a year since I played a round of golf, not pregnant. And then, you know, I was kind of talking to my husband about the past year and we, we played a mat, a match, you know, we go out and play nine holes or whatever. And it was towards, you know, the part of the pregnancy where it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable out there. And I was like, all right, I'll play you, but like, take it easy. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll play each other straight up. Like we're both around the same handicap and stuff. And he just, you know, like no gimmies was rolling in putts left and right. And he was like, sorry, I had to take advantage, you know, any, any, any window I get to kind of chalk one up on my side. So we were talking about that. And then I just kind of started going from there, thinking back on, you know, the, the rounds I'd played and, and experience I, experiences I had had. And it's one of those nice pieces where it came together really quick, which I know, I think you kind of know you've got something when it's just comes out quickly like that. Didn't have to, didn't have to strain and, and, and take a break and revisit it. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a good end of the year wrap up little exercise. Yeah. And for those who haven't had children, <laughs> um, at, at, like myself, at what point in your pregnancy did you start to notice the differences in how you play? I would say, um, so in, in the article, I talked about when I went to Lasonia for the Friday event mm-hmm. and I would say, so that was May. So I was about four and a half ish months. And that was a lot of golf in, in like two days. And I could definitely, you know, by the second 18 of the day, um, I was like, all right, you know, this not going to do very many more days, any days of <laughs> this. Um, and it was, not, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, just, just fatigue, yeah. just, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, wasn't doing the, you know, the exercising and, and stuff that I normally do. And it just kind of caught up with you, but you know, hop in a cart from that point out if I needed to, or just walk nine and then you can stretch it out and keep playing a little bit longer. But I mean, everybody's different. I was very, very lucky with all my pregnancies to not have, you know, morning sickness, to feel pretty good, to, um, not have complications. So, you know, everybody's different, but, but pretty lucky to kind of be able to enjoy most of the summer out there playing golf. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, going back to the Lasonia event, um, you shared in the article that there was like this really nice lack of judgment. Like you were super welcome, despite being like a little nervous about it prior to the event. Can you just elaborate on that experience at all? Yeah. Yeah. So one, you know, first Friday event for this company I'm, I'm working for now. Mm. So, you know, probably nerves from that just kind of first 
trip for, for work. And then you get paired up with um, somebody else who signed up for the event. So I was like, should I like email this guy and say, hey, just let you know, <laughs> you got paired with the, with the pregnant cow. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're expecting when you signed up for this event, but I was like, no, nah, whatever, you know, it is what it is. And um, the guy I paired up with was fantastic. Like, you know, didn't miss a beat. It was like, oh, this is awesome. It's great. You're out here. Like, like, you know, let's, let's go have a good time. And the, you know, the other uh, groups we were paired with in the morning, the other guys we were with in the afternoon, it was, everybody was just having a good time and could care less about me being pregnant out there, you know, with, right. you know, we talked about, okay, what do you do? Congratulations. That's so exciting. What, what number kid is this? Blah, blah, blah. But then from then on, it was just golf. So, um, that was nice to just kind of not, not be the, the novelty out there, you know, just be yeah. another person out there to enjoy, enjoy Lessonia and have a good time. Yeah. Well, and then later then you did say like, you have had a little bad mixed in with a lot of good, which this mm-hmm. is one of those experiences that just seems to like really sum it up. I feel like. Mm-hmm. When it comes right. To golf. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I like there's, if you're taking up golf and you know, there's going to be bumps in the road or, or barriers or for lack of a better term, just kind of bummer moments, whether that's, you know, yeah. somebody saying something inappropriate, you know, not being able to play when you want to play. Um, you know, a lot of clubs still have certain times of during the weekend where it's just men, mm-hmm. um, any number of things. I mean, you and I could probably rattle off a bunch. Um, but for me, it's the good has far outweighed that. So, so many, so many nice comments of, you know, it's so great. You're out here playing, you know, like if you, if you're still playing next week, let's play together. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's far outweighs it, but you know, you, you take the good of the bad, like, like anything in life. For sure. Well, I do have to bring up the dress because the dress came up on Twitter as well for the burning uh-huh. party. Um, so there was this dress that you kept wearing because it was the one thing you were like comfortable and it fit. Yeah. <laughs> you could wear it on the golf course. Um, you can't really help it, but it was, do you feel like it's such an interesting thing? Cause you're like, do you feel like there should be more like maternity golf clothes out there? Like yeah. what is, what's your mindset on that? It's, I mean, it is already women's women's clothing and, and golf is already such a small piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. And then you throw maternity golf wear in there. And that's the teeniest little sliver. But I mean, yes, it may not make sense for whatever company on, on in, you know, their spreadsheet when they're looking at the numbers to, to invest in creating something, putting it out there, selling it, marketing it, et cetera. But you know, I'm not pregnant right now, but if I saw a company come out tomorrow with a dress or a skirt or pants or whatever, a maternity line, you know, two things, three things, like doesn't have to be a whole line. I would probably look at what else they have to offer and and get something else. Um, So it's, you know, I feel like that can be said for women's golf in general, the LPGA in general. It's, you know, if you're a sponsor, it, it may not be as lucrative as something on the PGA. Um, 
if you're sponsoring an athlete, same thing, but you look at the things that can't be measured, um, you know, social media, um, you know, I always think like, if we back to the joint event thing, if that happened and you have like Steph Curry or any of, you know, these athletes, all those athletes that were wearing the LPGA sweatshirt way back, sure, you know, a bunch of them tweet about how awesome this is to see, like, that's not going to be on your spreadsheet PGA. That's not going to be in your short-term, you know, financial planning for 2022, but that can do, I think so much more than, than looking at the numbers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, same things with, with clothing lines. Uh, yes, it's a small, small market, but, um, you know, you do that and maybe something else in your business could, could benefit from that. Maybe you don't sell a ton of maternity golf dresses, but maybe there's some good buzz, good PR, whatever it may be from, from making that decision. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the, your point about like, well, I would check out other stuff too then because yeah. I know that they're supporting women. Yeah, that's cool. Let's see what else they have. And I mean, yeah, I, I do that a bunch with, um, you know, companies I see stuff I see out there where it's, you know, that's not made for me, but what else do they have? And, you know, want to support it. If it's a small business, I mean, supporting small business is always, is always great to, and gives you a great feeling to do. So yeah, it's not, it's not just short term. It's not just black and white. Um, yeah, I wish, I wish some of the big stakeholders in, in golf would, would see that a little bit more. Yeah. Well, what advice do you have, whether it's for women who are pregnant and want to want to play golf or just women in general, uh, what advice do you have for them about, you know, playing the game and getting into it? Yeah. Um, stretch if you're mm. pregnant, good stretching routine. Um, I tried to keep up with that, you know, when, when running became no longer fun or doable, <laughs> when, when other stuff, other exercise was just not really feasible anymore, stretch, um, walks long. I mean, that's what I think is so great about golf. Yeah. Um, you know, take a half set, take a few clubs, walk four holes. Um, that was always more fun to me than just, you know, doing a walk around the neighborhood. Um, but if you're starting out, I would, and this is something that I still struggle with and don't have much of is, is find, find a friend. Um, I don't have, I mean, I play most of my rounds with women, my mom's age or mm -hmm. my husband and his friends. There's just not a lot of, um, I don't have very many close friends who play golf. Um, and I remember when I was young, I had a couple really good little friends in junior golf with me. And, um, you know, it was, you know, back in the day, call up, call up a landline on the house and, Hey, you want to go hit balls in half an hour and see you there. And, um, I think having a friend is, is the, makes it so much more fun. It's such a social game. And, and now as you know, I get older and the time is limited, you know, that's a fun, different way to catch up and, and keep up with your friends. You know, if you can't get dinner scheduled in the evenings because evenings are crazy with with school and, and and work and whatnot then you know go play nine on Sunday morning and catch up that way yeah well we have to get you on the for the ladies directory so we can yes so then you can find women in your area no, no, <laughs> you that is, I I that is actually something I am put down in 2022 is play war play more rounds with 
women born in my generation, in my decade. <laughs> That's a, at least a good start. Yeah. Yeah. No, but at which I think, you know, that's such the, the highest barrier is that first step and yeah. into golf, which I think for the ladies does such a great job of lowering that barrier, um, you know, making it less intimidating, uh, having a group of your peers there doing what you're doing and, and, and learning, you know, what you're learning, um, and taking that, that first step. So yeah, that's, that's the biggest hurdle. You can take that first step. That's half the battle and then just keep coming back. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, thank I, you, Abby. This is great. I'm so excited for Charleston. We have we actually have a ton of ladies signed up for the clinic already. Good. Um, so it's going to be a really fun group. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at ForTheLadies.net and on Instagram at ForTheLadies. That's F-O-R-E.